0: Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas back from Kansas City back from the beach now ready for uh, NCAA tournament action of course we'll be there for all of it, doing a pregame show, tailgate show with Baylor alumni, the office of Baylor alumni tomorrow. And uh, that'll be great, kind of leading up to the show. And we'll get you more details as the day unfolds on that, how you can be a part of it. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, the man that's already there, he's uh, already in Fort Worth. He's on the ground. It is Curtis Quillen. And uh, Curtis, in fact, uh, well, today... Curtis uh, and he told yeah. on himself, uh, "I am uh, in, the, in the midst of trying to get some audio of this to see to, for myself how bad this was. But Curtis, uh, let us know what happened during the press conference. You are insisting this has never happened in your however many years of covering college never. athletics. This has never happened to you, but today, uh, in front of the country, as everybody gathers for this huge uh, uh, first round matchups, and everybody's uh, uh comes to Fort Worth, Dickey's Arena, the site for this. Uh, Curtis, you had an incident with your phone. Tell us exactly what happened.
1: Well, um, I was scrolling Twitter as I was paying attention to the press conference uh, with the Baylor players, and after tweeting, I don't after tweeting a quote from one of them. I don't even remember who it was. Uh. My, so there's my screen protector on my iPhone is all kinds of messed up. I keep dropping the thing. Uh, my fiance is worried that I'm going to cut my hand on the glass because I just refuse to replace the screen protector. because I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, well, it's been glitching because there's a new crack in it and it messes with where I'm touching the screen. Well, at that point, while scrolling Twitter, it took it, me pushing on what well, like this ad video, you know, those sponsored ads that are just yeah. videos and I had forgotten to turn the volume on my phone down like mm. I normally do going into a press mm. conference. And, Matt, when I tell you that my phone was louder than any of it, whichever one of the three players it was talking, this incident kind of scarred me a little bit. I don't remember who it was talking. Um, it became time to just own it. And apparently I played it off better than I thought I did. I thought everyone knew it was me. Uh, but David Kaye, the sports information director for the Baylor men's basketball team, uh, even said on Twitter that I did a pretty good job of playing it off. He thought it was uh, one of our colleagues from a different television station in Waco. Nope. Nope. Yeah. It was me. It was me. I was the, I was the guy who couldn't, couldn't use his phone during the press conference. So yeah. uh, seven and a half years of covering college sports or covering sports period, never had that happen. And uh, if you're going to do it, do it in a press conference that's going to be used on national TV, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, uh, in right now the NCAA. Uh, fortunately for you, it takes them like three years usually to do something uh, via enforcement. So I don't think they're going to get around to punishing you in time. In fact, I think you should handle this like Kansas and just refuse to give them any information. And I think you'll be able, you'll be okay. But uh, I am glad that David K has reached out, uh, and uh, and we'll we'll be uh, in discussions about what will happen next. Curtis Quillin, though. He's on the scene, and he and Jack, uh, Jack Allen, another one of our fearless reporters from Central Texas, um, were uh, were first on the scene to report the new hairstyle for Jeremy Sohan, a man who honored Ukraine with um, with mm-hmm. kind of a blue and gold type situation for the Big 12 tournament, has now gone, what are we calling that, fuchsia, pink, what color... Um, I noticed you you had a uh, nice photo of that from behind. What um, at today's uh, uh, practice that you were allowed to watch? What um, what what color are we calling that? Pink, fuchsia? What is that?
1: I'm calling it pink. I'm calling okay. it pink. When I talk about it tonight on Channel Six, I'll be calling it pink. I'm not uh, I'm not fancy enough to have all these different shades of pink, Matt. I, it's just pink to me. <laughs>
0: okay. Hey, you know how you get to watch every once in a while just a portion of those practices and they kick you out? hmm It won't shock you to know that at the Big 12 tournament, I didn't really... I, I i They never said anything to me. I didn't even know. I thought those were all open, and I just sat there through OU's practice, and I watched all of Tech's practice. And just had a great time. I was up there listening to how they, like how OU, was preparing for Baylor and who they were using to play Flagler and who they were using to play uh, Flow. And I just had the greatest time watching practice. And so I didn't know that maybe I had done anything wrong until during the Baylor practice, David K. kind of gave me a look like, "You got to go now. You got to get out of here." <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, Man, I just thought, I envy you, because
1: yeah. they've got practice closed on Friday, and so I, you know, I'm picking Baylor to beat Norfolk State tomorrow. And I'm
0: yeah. breaking news;
1: they're a one seed, uh, and so practice is closed on Friday. So I'm kind of jealous that you know I can't watch either Huber, or Huber Davis, or Shaka Smart and see how they're doing the same thing for Baylor because that's uh when you don't when the SIDs don't know who you are and they just assume that you're team radio, yeah, it makes for one of. It make it makes for some of the interesting afternoons. Like you just see, you know, we get kicked out of practice my first year at the Big 12 tournament. and I just watch John Morris. Just he's just chilling, doing his radio show from Press Row there in Kansas City, and just gets to watch the rest of Baylor's practice. I think Texas was the next team to practice after that, so that's not yeah. a bad move there, Matt. I'm kind of jealous. Well,
0: I I'll just say this: all those people trust John more than us. Okay, John. John, we're, we're sort of still like to break news and that type of thing on occasion. Uh, John does not. They, they know John's going to do him a solid. but uh, uh, And they also just love John as is, is part of the thing. And, I mean, I think they, they tolerate us, but they love John Morris. Talking to Curtis Quillen, we're doing Chilling with Quillen a little early this week uh, because of all the stuff we have coming up. And, of course, Channel 6 will have the women covered left and right. Uh, Friday's game, and then they'll be all over Thursday and Saturday's Baylor uh, men's action. Curtis, this is um, – as we kind of start to break down the bracket, I mean, let's go ahead and uh, – if they lose to Norfolk State, that's just disaster. But I don't want to spend enough t- time talking about Norfolk State. I'm sorry. They're a 16 seed. But but looking ahead, uh, I, I'm just sort of curious what you think. When you see UNC coming off a uh, – uh, a a really dominating victory over Duke in that last game, spoiling Coach K, and honestly playing pretty well down the stretch, and then a good Shaka team. I mean, Marquette's had some really good wins this year. Um, who would you? Who do you think Baylor would best match up with? I I think just because of the UNC, the colors and the blue blood nature of that program. There's part of me that would rather play Marquette, although Marquette has a a nice history as well. It just doesn't rival UNC's. How do you you break it down when you kind of start looking at at Baylor's bracket?
1: You know, Baylor seemed to always do pretty well against Shaka Smart's Texas team, and so I think if you're Scott Drew, you're kind of hoping for Marquette because, you know, you have game film for five years, six years of what he did there, Uh, with the Longhorns of what he's probably going to do with Marquette against this team um, if they get there on Saturday. But, you know, both of these teams, Marquette and North Carolina have been up. So up and down this season, the highs have been super, super high, but the lows have been almost equally low because of just the perplexity to these NCAA tournament resumes. Yes. Marquette did really, really well in a really good big East, one of the top seven leagues in the country, but You know, loss volume matters. This is a team that's lost double digit games and North Carolina has looked just really perplexing at times. And then it goes, you know, it gets shellacked by Duke at home. And then it goes to Duke and shellacks Duke in the in the second half, never subs in the second half of that game. Matt, I don't know if you know that North Carolina, Hubert Davis's ball club did not make a substitution in the second half of its game at Duke on the final Saturday of the regular season. And so you have for North Carolina players who can go, go a full 20 without a break. So that means they're in good shape. They can run the floor and they can keep running the floor, even without uh, any kind of breather or water, except for, you know, during the timeouts and the 3000 media timeouts that they have um, in a NCAA men's basketball game. Remember TV timeouts in the NCAA tournament are longer. So that, Benefits those teams a little bit too, so i I'm with you, I think Scott's hoping for a Marquette game on Saturday, but honestly, you get them where you can and this is a this is a program Baylor is that played a really strong Wisconsin program in the second round last year played a blue uh I, I don't know if it's a blue blood, but I think it's up there a top a top fifteen program in the country in Villanova in the sweet 16 and then an Arkansas that's on the rise under Eric Musselman in the elite eight. And so they've got familiarity with playing these really high caliber opponents in these really peculiar spots in the tournament. So that's not, I, I don't necessarily think that so much matters, but it's going to be how they respond. Cause I think that maybe that Oklahoma game is a wake up call for Baylor, but we won't find out if it truly was until Saturday. I'm with you. I don't really like spilling a whole bunch of ink about Norfolk state because that's a, that's a team that it's a MEAC program. It's cool that they're here. Yes. They've won it. Norfolk state has won a game in each NCAA tournament. It has played in it. This is its third division one tournament. It won the first round game against Missouri back in 2012, a famous 15 over two upset. And it won its first four game last year, but it, that was the first four. It didn't win. And it didn't beat its number one seed last year. And so I I'm kind of thinking that you can look past Norfolk state to an extent, obviously you still have to go play that game. And we've seen a 16 to one in this tournament and it was done recently and it was done adjacent to that same number one seed winning a national championship the very next season. And so yeah, I'm with you. Let's look. Let's look and see what that road looks like. But don't forget, they've got to throw the ball up and put it in. Put it in through the uh, the hoop tomorrow uh, before they can get to Saturday.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, and and I think the, the yeah the the one you always use is that the Retrievers from a couple of years ago, or a few years ago against uh, Virginia. I'll have you know, by the way, when the Retrievers from uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County pulled off that enormous upset over Virginia, that I made one of my rare. Uh, impulse buys. I jumped online and I got a retriever's ball cap. And, uh, I, I, I grabbed nice. that thing every once in a while. It's a good looking retriever's ball cap. Uh, talking to Curtis Quillin. It is a chilling with Quillin. Uh, Curtis, the, uh, the Baylor women get going with the game, with the matchup against Hawaii. And, um, uh, they, uh, the 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 matchmakers uh, the people that put these schedules together and and pick I I think even uh, Nikki Collin the Baylor women's coach was was really shocked that they did not end up in the same region with LSU I mean it's um I mean, we you and I have talked about that how fun that would be if that matchup uh, came about and uh, and they stayed away from it so uh, I I think um, I think you and I were a little bit surprised. I, Nikki told me yesterday she was very surprised. And, uh, and I think both uh, – Well,
1: she said it on Sunday, too. Yeah. She thought yeah. for sure that that was going to happen. She said the two guarantees whenever they were putting the bracket together were that Baylor and LSU, as long as they weren't on the same seed line, would be in the same region. They're not on the same seed line. And so I thought for sure they'd both be in the same region, whether they both went to Spokane or to Wichita. Um, And then the other one was UConn to Bridgeport. And so the fact that the NCAA didn't look out for its bottom line, like props to you, NCAA, you're actually kind of figuring out how to do this uh, without discriminating against the women's tournament. Like I'm actually, I think that's a, I think that's a bravo to the NCAA because so many people say, well, storylines don't matter to the NCAA selection committee. Sure. We can say that, but let's also put Richard Pitino against the school that fired his father in the first round of the NCAA tournament when Louisville played, Against Minnesota in the first round, I think it was yep. in twenty nineteen
0: mm-hmm. so
1: there goes that argument, and especially in the women 's tournament, where there so much of it is based on how can we capitalize on our money uh and especially you know with travel, think about how many teams that they've put. I know that you're uh, there's supposed to be more of an s curve in the women 's tournament than there is in the men 's tournament. the men's tournament has changed away from the s curve famously okay. and probably, in my opinion wrongly, but they've kind of altered that s-curve a few times in the women's tournament to save on cash and put a team on a bus to go to a first round site instead of uh putting them on a plane because uh, you know 600 miles or less now is the rule uh and you bust to your tournament site
0: well i it's going to be there's a lot of basketball coverage i know channel six uh you as the director you'll be in fort worth you've got uh You've got, uh, you know, Matt, Nikki. You've got everybody uh, ready to ready to roll, and so it'll be uh, it'll be fun to account for all of this. And uh, this is going to be a, this going to be a great run. And and uh, I, I can't uh, I can't wait for all of this. And by the way, I thought of you the other night. I was driving into, I was going to South Padre, of all places. You would think, why is Mosley going to South Padre, where the college kids go? But I. Uh, I, I I had to go I had to stop in uh Corpus Christi so on the way I saw your hometown. If I had a gone somewhere on the route oh. if I had a taken a left I would have been in Floresville in uh in, Okay, in, in, so you, in, you, yeah. you must
1: have been on I-37 then.
0: That's it. That's it. So Yep. I did I did think about you well, and think, "Well, I wonder how far I am from uh, Curtis's hometown."
1: Well, yeah, no, uh, we're my family's over between Floresville and Laverne, so go Tigers. Glad you got to see the kingdom that is South Texas. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'll be here in Fort Worth this weekend, and if the Bears make it, I'll be in Philadelphia next week. Um, Nikki's got the uh, the game against the Rainbow Wahine on Friday. Matt will be anchoring our coverage on Friday while Nikki's at the Barrel Center uh, handling. Uh, she'll be taking the lead on our Baylor basketball coverage this March, and so she, I know she's excited, and she'll do a tremendous job on that uh on that beat and then uh, we'll see we'll see how long this month lasts for uh, for the Channel 6 Sports Department but I'm excited this is like Christmas to me and I'm blessed to work at a station in a department that loves college basketball the way it does
0: That's great. That's great and that enormous blow out the budget coverage that Channel 6 is known for. Uh I am uh, I'm excited to observe that. Thank you Curtis. I appreciate it. I will see you tomorrow in Fort Worth, Texas.
1: I appreciate it, Matt. We'll see you in the flesh.
0: There he goes. Uh, it is uh, Curtis Quillen joining us for Chilling with Quillin." It is that Baylor alumni pregame tailgate tomorrow from 11 to 1230. And uh, it's co-hosted with the Baylor Bear Foundation in athletics. It is at the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History.